Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Back at it in the overflow. Back at it in the overflow. Man, I pray that your life is filled up internally, man. You're experiencing the juice of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, kingdom fire lit in your soul. The goal of overflow to combat lifeless teaching so that you can enjoy the fullness of life that God our Father has for you. I read First Peter this morning, and Peter was writing to his guys and gals that have been scattered throughout all these different regions, and he says, grace and peace to you in the fullest measure, in the fullest measure. And I pray the same for you today and everything that our Father has for you today in the fullest measure so that you can enjoy that life, and then in the overflow of that, you can engage in making disciples. I want you engaged. If you're in the Team Trexo ecosystem, if you have tasted the ministry of Trexo, I want you to enjoy that for yourself. Get set free in the name of Christ. Walk in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all the fullness of that. And then I want you to engage in making disciples. Ask our Father to give you men and women in your path, in your journey, with whom you can sit and share and teach and love and train and send so that you can be faithful to the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that, you can be a blessing in the lives of people. So many people just need to be loved. So many people just need to be loved. Harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Uh, and so we at Trexo, we are about raising up disciples. We're about being disciples, going and, and making disciples. And so I pray that our content fills you up, gets you fired up and what it means to be a follower of Jesus so that you can go and share the juju with other people, share the fire, and then make disciples, teaching them how to walk in the same fire that you are walking in. And so we're getting after it every week, every day, every week, every day, every person, every step, every issue to get after it, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We are looking at, we, we spent the past three weeks in Gideon, looking at Gideon as a demonstration, as an example of somebody who can be transformed from insecurity, internal weakness, to somebody who is internally strong, even confident, even bold, even bold in saying that boldness, courage, confidence is available for every single one of us. But we can't leave the life of Gideon without learning one other thing from his life. There's, a, there's another massive lesson that we need to take away from Gideon that is uh, strategically important for us. And the, and the lesson is this. Our father is weird. Or we would say our father delights, seems to delight in doing weird things. Our father seems to delight in doing weird things. If you think that you are going to harness the strategy of God, if you think that you're going to be able to predict the ways in which God our Father is going to bring about victory in your life, you're going to be continually frustrated. God our Father wants victory, and God our Father is a God of victory. He's a God of deliverance. He's a God of power. But He is a God who brings about victory in His way and according to His timing. And the Scripture says in Isaiah 55 that His Thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways and our ways and his thoughts and our thoughts. The ways of God our Father, the thoughts of God our Father are so strategically different than ours. If we seek to force him 
to bring victory according to our way, according to our definition, we are going to be continually frustrated and oftentimes walk away from his love because we simply disagree or don't understand how it is that he's working. And so we see the weirdness of God our Father on full display in the life of Gideon in what we're going to look at, what we're going to look at today. So the nation of Israel has an issue. They have an issue. And there's a name for the ones who are causing this issue in the nation of Israel. And that name is the Midianites. The Midianites are a thorn in the flesh. They're a pain in the butt. They're a, a cramp in the style of the nation of Israel. Uh, they are uh, sucking uh, the life of Israel dry, even to the point in Judges chapter 6, verse 6, that the scripture says that Israel was brought very low because of Midian. Israel was brought very low because of Midian. So we can think of Midian as an aggressive force that is draining the life, that is draining the vitality out of the life of Israel. So God our Father recruits Gideon recruits Gideon to be his deliverer uh, for the nation of Israel to be returned to vitality and intimacy with, with, their, with their creator. Now, as the Gideon-led army approaches the battlefield to fight against the Midianite issue, the Lord, our Father, is just going to do something that is super weird. He's going to do something that is super weird. Uh, in Judges 7, 1 to 8, we're going to find out that the Lord is going to reduce the Gideon-led army of 30,000 warriors. Gideon has recruited 30,000 warriors to fight against the Midianite issue and to bring deliverance to the people of Israel and to set them free. And what God our Father does in Judges chapter 7, verses 1 to 8, he's going to reduce that fighting force from 30,000 to 300 men. God our Father is going to reduce... The fighting force by 29,700 men. He's going to send 29,700 guys home. He's going to send them home. Now, Midian is a formidable foe. These aren't guys to be jacked around with. These aren't guys you just kind of flick away. This is a, a formidable army that is wreaking havoc on the life of, of the nation of Israel. And so why would God our Father do this? This is not a battle strategy. Reducing your force from... By 29,700 guys from 30,000 to 300 is not something you would learn at the war college. This is weird. This is bizarre. This is abnormal. This is not right. This is nonsensical. This does not make sense according to the natural man. Why would God do this? You can see that this would not be a war strategy that Gideon would choose for himself or for his leadership. So we say, what is it that our father is doing? Why would our father do this? What's the strategic value of attacking the Midianite issue in this way? And we find out, God tells us, thankfully God tells us in Judges chapter 7, verses 2 and 3, and this is an aha moment. This can be an uh, certainly an aha moment in the life of Gideon, certainly can be an aha moment in your life and in my life as we seek to understand what it is that God our Father is doing in our lives. We want to walk in that for ourselves, be able to enjoy the faithfulness of God our Father, but we need to understand how he's working for ourselves. But then also as we go and disciple other people, as we go sit in their lives, they're going to be struggling with understanding what God our Father is doing in their lives. And you have to be able to be used as an interpreter, as one who brings clarity in the lives of other people for what God our Father is doing in their lives. And so listen to God our Father's rationale. What's his explanation for reducing this Gideon-led army in the way that he did? He says this, Judges chapter 7, verse 2 and 3. 
The people who are with you, Gideon, are too many for me to give Midian their hand, give Midian into their hands. For Israel would become boastful, saying, My own power has delivered me. Now therefore come proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is afraid and trembling, let him return and depart from Mount Gilead. Ah, see? See, 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 see. See, what's the issue? Why does God act in a weird way? Why does God our Father reduce the force? Because God our Father wants to be seen in the victory. The victory is, is not the only important thing that's going on. Setting Israel free is not the only thing God our Father wants to accomplish. God our Father wants to accomplish victory, deliverance. He wants to bring Israel from a place of being made low by the Midianites to a place of being on the mountaintop, being victorious, walking in the fullness of life, the vitality. God our Father wants to do that, but he wants to do it in a way that he can be seen and he gets the credit and he gets the glory. So our Father's kingdom strategies in our lives are weird by design, weird by design, because being seen in the weird, being seen in the abnormal is far easier than being seen in the normal. It's way easier to see somebody who's zigging when everyone else is zagging. Everyone else is zagging. The one who zigs, the zigger, is far easier to see. That person is absolutely going to stand out. So you got to learn. We got to learn how to embrace the weirdness of our Father, or you're always going to be frustrated. You're always going to struggle to interpret what God our Father is doing in your life if you don't embrace His weirdness. And then you're going to go through this journey of not only embracing his weirdness, understanding his weirdness, appreciating his weirdness, enjoying his weirdness. And then, and then at the end, you're going to become weird too. You're going to become weird too. And you're going to celebrate weirdness. You're going to encourage weirdness in the lives of other people. And they're going to struggle with that because they don't want the weird. They want the normal. They want God our Father to bless them in the normal way of life. They want God to bless them in the normal channels. And God our Father saying, ah, no, no, no. I want the victory, and the victory's coming, but it's going to come in abnormal ways, in weird ways, so that I can be celebrated and people can see who I am. And you see, weird and the weirdness of God our Father is, is all over Scripture. It's a very weird strategy that the creator of the universe, that is master strategy to confront his enemies, the enemies of sin, the world, and Satan, God our Father's strategy to gain victory over that was to incarnate his son, incarnate his son, for God our Father to send his son into the creation as flesh and blood, uh, to be murdered and resurrected as a means of deliverance. That's weird. Who else could have thought of that? Who else would have concocted that kind of scenario and yet... The Jesus plot is so absurd that no one else could possibly take credit. No one else could possibly take credit. The victory is still won. The victory is absolutely still won. It's not a matter of whether or not God our Father could defeat Midian. That, that, that's not the issue. It's not a matter of whether or not God our Father could defeat sin, the world, and Satan. That's not the issue. The issue is to do it in such a way that God our Father receives the glory. That, that people see him that people understand that there's a God in heaven who loves them, cares about them, is working in their lives. Because I tell you this, if God our Father did not do things in weird ways, we would take the credit like he warned in the, in the, nation, of, the, the nation of Israel. God our Father blesses you with a great job. And y'all, well, you know, it's because I did this and I did this and I did this. God our Father blesses you with a pay raise. And it's because you did this and you did this and you did this. We will be so quick to rob God our Father for the credit 
for what's going on in our lives. So quick to rob him of the credit for what's going on in our lives. And so God, our Father, will move in our lives that is very weird, very abnormal, in such a way that you just can't give anyone else credit but him and and, and him alone. And so uh, Jesus trains us in this weird mindset, in this mindset, in this weird mentality, embracing the weirdness of God our Father in the Lord's Prayer, where he teaches us to pray our Father. We're praying to our dad. Jesus teaches us to pray. He says, when you pray, pray in this way, our Father, our Father, that's my dad, who art in heaven. So it's not just my dad. He's the one who's in heaven. We get that great sober perspective. He is my, he is my Father, but he's the judge of, of all creation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. What is this? Hallowed. When, when's the last time in a regular conversation with anybody you use the word hallowed? It's a very, feels like a very religious and churchy word that we don't have a whole lot of context for because we just don't use it that much. And so it feels like we get, it can get relegated into an arcane museum kind of feel like it's nice and I appreciate it, but it has no relevance in my life. But the word hallowed literally means to bring glory to, to shine light on who gets the smoke in in the, the language of the teenagers, who gets the smoke, uh, who gets all the attention, who gets the credit. And, and in this prayer, Jesus is teaching us to pray, our Father, heart in heaven, you get the credit. You be glorified. We're, we're literally praying, Father, do unto me as you did to Gideon. We're, we're praying, I want the weirdness. Give me the weird. That's the Lord's prayer. Our Father, heart in heaven, I love you. Thank you for making me your son. Thank you for making me your daughter. The next part of the prayer is give me the weird. May you manifest in weird. And Jesus is training us to pray in that way so that we can learn to embrace our Father's faithfulness. Our Father does things that are just outside of the box. Our Father does things that are unpredictable. Unpredictable. Out of the box. That no one on planet Earth could come up with. We are going to declare that we believe and an infinite God who has infinite resources and who can do crazy things. And then we're going to live our lives in such a way that doesn't give him any space to be able to manifest those things in our lives. It's just insanity. And then we get frustrated because we believe that God is not faithful. And it's like, well, no, no, God is faithful. But listen, you cannot impose your definition of success and you cannot impose your strategies on the will of God our Father. You will lose every time. And God our Father will sit there patiently while you throw a temper tantrum because you're not getting what you want in the way that you want it. All the while, he has victory for you. If you would just come, identify your issue surrender the issue to our Father. Don't predetermine what victory looks like and do not predetermine the strategy of victory that must happen because you are so smart. Come to our Father. Trust Him. Understand that His definition of victory may be different than yours and His strategy for victory certainly will be. He is weird. Learn to embrace the weirdness and you will get to enjoy His faithfulness. This is the life of Gideon. This is what Gideon is screaming at us. And God, our Father, reducing 30,000 to 3,000. 30,000 to 3,000. God, our Father, is doing bizarre and crazy things in, his, in, in our lives. And so like Israel, you have issues. I have issues. You have Midianites coming against you that are working to keep you low. Name the issue. Who are the people? Who are the forces that are causing you to feel low? And how are they causing you to feel? It was the Midianites, and they were making Israel to feel low. 
Bring the name of the people. Bring the way that they're making you feel. Bring those into the hands of our Father. Surrender those to him and cry out to him. The nation of Israel cried out to our Father and God our Father raised up a deliverer for the nation of Israel, a man by the name of Gideon. Cry out to our Father. Ask him to bring deliverance in your life over your oppressors so that you can live into the fullness of all that God our Father has for you. Name the issue. Name the people who are doing it. Cry out for a deliverer. And then let God our Father fight your fight. Let him manifest a strategy in your life for success that cannot be defeated. God our Father does not need 30,000. Whatever you think is needed, God our Father doesn't need 30,000 men for victory. He needs 300 men who are walking by faith, fighting by faith. So to you and me, man, living in the overflow of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is learning how to embrace the weird learning how to embrace the weird for ourselves, getting to enjoy that. And then as we go to make disciples, as we go to make disciples, life in the overflow, I'm going to go make disciples. I'm going to interpret. I'm going to help people understand how God our Father operates in the weird, that they can embrace that and live in the fullness and experience the victory that God our Father has for them every day in every issue against every Midian that comes against us, every form of Midian that comes against us. Man, I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you are uh, impacted by this, if you are part of the Team Trexo ecosystem, I want to exhort you again. We got to get out and make disciples. Pray and ask God our Father to bring men and women into your life with whom you can disciple. Go to your pastors in your churches. Say, hey man, I'm getting trained up, filled up, fired up to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to disciple men. I want to disciple women. Who do you have in our church that I can go spend time with? Ask your, ask your pastor to lead you to those people. Ask your women's ministry to lead you to those people. If you're being impacted by Team Trexo, by this particular podcast, share it on all your social media channels. Help us get the word out. If you're being impacted by this for yourself and you feel like the Spirit of the Lord is leading you to contribute financially contribute to help us continue to get to the next generation of of people that need to hear these words and these messages in these ways. Would you consider giving financially? Trexo.org backslash donate. Self-explanatory how to make all that happen. We certainly need and can use your help. God bless you. May you go in the weirdness of God our Father and live in his glory as he brings victory, as he brings victory every single day of our lives. Thank you for joining us in The Overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.